Genesis chapter 13, verses 1 through 6, and then we'll be skipping to 11 through 13. It uh, goes into a story, uh, a, a, uh, a story in the Bible about a man, uh, Abram, later known as Abraham and Lot. Um, Genesis 13 and 1 starts, And Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and Lot with him into the, into the south. And Abram was very rich in cattle, in silver and in gold. And he went on his journeys from the south even to Bethel unto the place where his tent had been at the, at the beginning between Bethel and Hai. Unto the place of the altar which he had made there at the first and there Abram called on the name of the Lord. And Lot also which went with Abram had flocks and herds and tents and the land was not able to bear them that they might dwell together, for their, sub, for their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. That's verse 6. Going to verse 11. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves, the one from the other. Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent towards Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. This morning, I want to uh, speak to you for just a few moments. I was told to be out by 10.30. We've missed that by 14 minutes already. But, uh, but for just a few moments this morning, I want to speak to you on being pointed with purpose. Pointed with purpose. Can we put our Bibles down and lift our hands one more time and just pray for God to speak to us this morning. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. Lord, for this opportunity, Lord, to be in your presence. We just ask, God, Lord, that you would continue to move through this place. We thank you for what we've already felt. And we just ask, God, that you would move on us. You would help us, Lord, to receive your word. Help me, God, to speak what it is that you have laid on my heart to speak this morning and open our hearts to receive it in the name of Jesus. And everyone said amen. Amen. If you'll help me preach this morning, you can be seated. Otherwise, you have to stand with me. Amen. All right. Brother Ron, <laughs> still standing in the back. That's fine. Um, one thing that we can be sure of in our life, one thing that we can be sure of, is that God's ways are higher than our ways. We can be sure that God's paths are straight. And we can be sure that God has a plan for our life. That at times whenever the, the, the ship of life seems to be tossed by stormy seas, that we can always know that God has a plan for our life. That His ways are higher than our ways and that His paths are always straight. The, the only one that can get in the way of, of the great things that God wants for us is ourselves. Ourselves. There is a plan and there is a purpose that God has for you and, and, and for your life. And, and we must make sure that we keep ourselves pointed in the direction that God would have us to go. We have to make sure that each and every day that we get up with a plan to, to, to talk to God and to read His Word and, and to make sure that we are walking in the direction that God would have us to go. That we have pointed ourselves and we have positioned ourselves in the way that God would have us to go each and every day. You see, there's a, there's a danger, an inherent danger in our lives where 
uh, a lot of times, even though we are we, we are traveling, that, that we think that we may be going the right way because we are moving in a direction and we are traveling. Whether, whether we want to or not, time just keeps on slipping by, right? Amen. There, there's, there was a time in our life, and, and I'm, I'm reaching that place, where whenever I was younger, it was exciting to have birthdays. Where now it's just, you know, first off, it can be just another date on the calendar. But it's not really something that you look forward to. I I, can remember turning 16, I got my license. And 18, I was an adult, right? I was a grown man whenever I turned 18. And then whenever I turned 21, it was like it was like there, there's there's nothing I can buy whatever I want. I can go wherever I want. There's nothing that can stop me now. I can remember turning 26 though, and thinking I'm on the downhill slide to 30. I can remember turning 30 and thinking, man, what is happening right now? <laughs> and uh, luckily, I don't have any more milestones past then. Um, I'll be I'll be uh, 32 uh, ne- uh, this year. And uh, I'm, I'm, I am looking forward to that because it beats the alternative. I'd rather have birthdays than not. But, um, but, but whether you want them to come or not, the months are going to pass. The weeks are going to pass. The years are going to pass. The birthdays are going to come because we are traveling in this thing called life. It's a, it's a conveyor belt that, that we are on that, that, that it stops, but we want it to just keep moving, right? And it just keeps on moving, and whether we want it to stop or not, it just keeps going. And, and we're traveling in a direction. But just because we are moving, just because we are, we are going somewhere, just because we are traveling through life does not always mean that we are moving in the right direction that we are going the right way, that we have positioned ourselves in the place that God wants us to go or, or towards the thing that God wants us to be pointed towards. The direction that something is pointed is very important. Is very important. In, in many areas of life, we, we learn this. There, there, there was a time whenever I was youth pastoring in, in Lebanon that, that we had a youth service and, and I had our students that, that I, I wanted to get them involved in all areas of the service. We had them greeting at the doors. Uh, th- this was on a Wednesday night. We would do an all, all youth church service and, and, and uh, they would be greeting at the doors. We would have uh, young people shadowing in the sound and media. Uh, they would play the music and they would sing the songs and and they would do fiery fives and and we we wanted them involved in all areas so again we had them in the media and 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 part of that job was uh these cordless microphones they had to change the batteries every service we had uh rechargeable batteries and and they would take them out of the charger and they would put them into the microphones each service and uh one night they one of the young men were were was in charge of that and he put the he put the batteries in the microphones, and whenever it came time for us to have sound check, none of the microphones were working. And I was like, "We've had a catastrophic failure of the batteries." And 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 because we were warned that using the rechargeable batteries, that at a certain time that they would quit working. But I was like, "All the batteries stopped at one time. What in the world? What are we going to do? We're going to have to go down to Dollar General or whatever and get some more batteries." And then I decided to open one up, and I took the cap off, and I opened it up, and I realized that one battery was in this way, and the other one was in this way, and they were not put in correctly. So I called the young man over, and I said, hey, uh, did you happen to put the batteries in the microphones tonight? Because none of them were working. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, I did. I put all the batteries in the microphones. 
All right, thank you so much. Did you put them in the right way? And he looked at me. There's a wrong way to put them in. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, there is. Uh, you have to put them in the right way or else the batteries will not work. So we had a lesson that I thought that this 15-year-old young man would have already understood in his life about how batteries go into things, that there's a positive and a negative side and all of this stuff. So it, it was very important in that moment that because just because things were put in the place that they were supposed to be, if they were not pointed in the right direction, you were not going to get the power out of it that was required. It was a very important lesson that this young man learned and, and, and that I realized not to just take things for granted. But we, we, we learn a lot about God from nature and even, even our own bodies. I'm sure that some people, has anyone here ever had a broken bone before? All right. Ever dislocated something before? If you have something on your body that is supposed to be pointed in one direction and all of a sudden it is pointed in another direction, we know that that is a problem. My grandfather just recently fell and broke his hip, and a telltale sign of that is if you're laying on the floor and you tell them to put their, their feet straight up and down parallel, and they say that they are, but one of them is going this way, that that's a broken hip. So we, we, we learn pretty quickly, even from our own bodies, that if something is pointed in the wrong direction, it may be there, it may be attached it may be where it's supposed to be, but if it's pointed in the wrong direction, then it gives us an understanding that there is a problem. Today, I want to challenge each and every one of us, and, and I'm not just saying each and every one of you, but each and every one of us, it's something that I have to do even every day in my own life, is to look at myself and, and to examine myself and to say, am I going in the right direction? Am I pointed the right way? Am I positioning myself the way that God would have me to go? We must make sure each and every day that we are going in the direction that God has, has planned for us to go and on the path that God has intended for us to be on. In life and in our walk with God, the most important thing that we can do is make sure that we are pointed in the right direction, that we are pointed with purpose. The Bible calls life and, and our relationship with God a race. And it's not a race that, that's to the most swift. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm not a real fast guy. I can, I can run real fast from here to about that fifth row. But then I, 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 if I can't catch you by then, you're gone. All right, because I, I don't have I don't have the endurance to keep going for a long distance. I can run real fast for a real short amount of time. So I'm excited to hear that this this race of life and and this walk with God and this relationship with God is not to the fastest and to the one who can run the fastest, but to those who point themselves towards the finish line and that say, no matter what, I'm going to keep going that direction and I'm going to keep walking that way and I'm going to keep doing the things that God has called me to do and directed me to do until I reach the finish line. It's not to the swift, but it's to those who reach the finish line, which implies to us that if we will keep ourselves pointed in the right direction and keep walking the way that God wants us to walk and keep going the way that God wants us to go, that eventually we will make it to the end where God wants us to be. We can be traveling 
and going the wrong direction. It's a, it's a fear of mine to, to be traveling through life and to feel like I'm going the right way just because things are happening and things are going on. But no matter what area of life you're in, things are going to happen and things are going to go on and time's going to keep slipping by. But you have to understand that you must be pointed in the right direction. Just because you're moving does not mean you're going the right way. As a a person who drives a vehicle, a driver, it's frustrating. It's frustrating at times to go the wrong direction. Has anyone ever driven the wrong direction? You think you're going one place and you realize you're going somewhere completely different? It, it, It sometimes is just as simple as making the wrong turn. You think you're getting on a certain highway going a certain direction and then before you realize it, you're going the wrong way. And what's the most frustrating about that is that is if you're not paying attention, you can get way, way, way out of line and out of track of where you plan to go. There, again, uh, youth pastoring in Lebanon, I got a van full of kids, and we're riding down the road, and uh, we're, we get to, to an overpass, and we're in Springfield, and we're supposed to be heading back to Lebanon, which is east. And I realized that... Um, I'm going down the road, and I got turned around from which way I got off the highway to get fuel. I think we might have stopped to eat. And uh, and and I, I go back to go back onto the interstate to head to Lebanon. And for some reason, I just think in my head, I don't look at the signs at all. I just think in my head, I've got to turn left. So I turn left, and I start heading west. And I'm just driving and driving. The kids are playing in the back, and I'm sure they're, I, I don't remember the exact game, but they're playing something, and it's one of those where, you know, you've got to, the whole van's got to be interactive, so I'm, I'm talking to them, and we're just going back and forth. We're having a great time. It's dark outside. It's night, and we're just driving, driving, driving. Then all of a sudden, I see a sign for Branson, and I'm like, Branson? What in the world? Why are we at Branson? And, uh, and I realized pretty quickly that I have driven about 45 minutes west instead of east. And uh, the most frustrating, and I have, I have no spiritual application for this, but the most frustrating was sitting right behind me was a young lady in our youth group that said, I saw you turn west on the uh, interstate there, but I just figured you knew what you were doing. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. You can speak up if you ever notice me doing something dumb again. But I traveled that entire way going the wrong direction. The worst part, I think, was having to then text all the parents in our text group and say, I know that I said we'd be back by 11, but it's going to be 1.30. <laughs> I went 45 minutes, so then I got to travel 45 minutes back and then another 45 minutes on home. 45 minutes back just to get to where we started in the first place. It is frustrating. It is so frustrating to be traveling in the wrong direction. There are so many things that we can get uh, that, that, that we have today that, that, that are biting for our attention, biting for our time, that's, that, 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 that is trying to distract us from where God wants us to go and the things that God wants us 
to do. It's, it, it, it's, it's a lot of times it's just simple distractions, things, things that, that, that pop up and say, and say, don't you think that this would be a better route or don't you think that this would be a better way to go or doesn't this look easier or like a shortcut that you could take. And, and while we are traveling and, and we see those things, it's easy for us a lot of times to go, you know, that, that, that does look a little shorter. That does look a little easier. I think I'm going to travel that way today. But at the same time, God has us on a path that he wants us to walk. Brother Justin, some time ago, had an incredible illustration where he was, uh, where he had somebody put on a blindfold. I don't know, was that Brother Anthony? He had Brother Anthony put on a blindfold and, and spun him around and wanted him to walk and try to find people within the sanctuary. A lot of times that happens to us in life. And I, I really enjoyed that that illustration. I think it ties in to today where a lot of times we will we will find ourselves in, in darkness in the world. And, and, and we're on the path that God has placed us on. But because of distractions, because of darkness that comes into our life, because of things that begin to happen, we find ourselves astray and, and looking for the path again and unable to find it. It's just a thing called life. The most important thing that we can do, the most important thing that we can do is to line ourselves up with the Word of God, to line ourselves up with the things of God, and to say, this is the path that God has placed me on. And every day, I want to make sure that I'm walking on that path. The direction that we are pointing should line up with the Word of God. All of these distractions, all of these things from the world that, that try to tell us what's right and what's wrong, what's acceptable and what's not, none of it matters if it does not line up with the Word of God. Pastor, uh, last week, I believe, talked about the, uh, the, 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 the will of God in our life and, and how difficult that is a lot of times for us to find and to understand. And it is. But if we will open up the Word of God and begin to read into it, and begin to understand the teachings and the things that the Word of God points us towards. That if we will line ourselves up with that, there will be no mistake. There will be no distraction. There will be no darkness. Nothing that will be able to turn us away from the things of God if we are lined up with His Word. Amen? If we are lined up with the Word of God. We must keep our eyes focused on the things of God at all times. I find it difficult a lot of times to, to even scroll through Facebook or Instagram or, or, or different medias of today without, without my focus being turned to other things that I know are not of God. It's, it's the world that we live in today. We are bombarded by all of these things that try to take our focus off of the things of God and, and turn us towards something completely different. It doesn't always have to be sinful. Maybe it's, maybe it's false doctrine. Maybe it's bad teaching. Maybe it's another church that we know is not teaching right, but they're running a thousand people and they got all these things going on. And, we're, and we, we begin to, to rationalize our mind and begin to think, what, what, what is it that's going on? Why is this happening and this happening and, and that's happening? But the whole time... I I, I'm setting my focus on things that are not of the word of God. I'm setting my focus on things that are not of God and of his teachings. And, and, and I've got to look at myself and say, Randall, you've got to get yourself focused. You've got to look on the path that God has placed you on. You've got to look at the word and make sure that you are lined up according to it and not anything else. We've got to do that each and every day. 
we have to focus ourselves on the things of God. Paul said, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Another version says, with my eyes fixed on the goal, I push on to secure, oh, the, the, the heavenward call of Christ Jesus. With my eyes fixed on the goal, with my eyes fixed on where it is that I want to end, each and every day we have to get up with that mindset that no matter what happens around me, no matter what my friends say, no matter what I see on Facebook or on social media, no matter, young people, what my teachers say or what, what, what even my lost parents may tell me, I've got to look at the word of God each and every day and I've got to line myself up with it and keep my eye on the prize and keep pushing on each and every day to make it where God has called me to be. If we aren't careful we can get ourselves distracted by, by, by things that, that, that are not of God and let our eyes wander onto the things of this world and let our minds get distracted by the things that we see and find ourselves drifting further and further from the things of God until we are in the middle of things that we never imagined ourselves to be in. There's a, there's a saying in... I, I think it might have come from the Three Stooges, if you'll allow me to use that example. <laughs> that was a show that my dad and my brothers would watch. and uh, I had two brothers. He called us the Three Stooges. I think he was the fourth, my dad, that is. And um, But that, that I, I can vividly remember a show where, where they are, uh, they're on a uh, three-person bicycle and they're riding down the road and the one that's steering runs off the road and hits a tree and they crash and it's this big deal and and the one in the back says are you watching where you're going he says no I'm going where I'm watching <laughs> a lot of times from that day forward as we as we'd begin to uh, learn how to drive and my dad would be teaching us he would ask us he'd say are you watching where you're going and sometimes we would respond no we're going where we're watching my grandfather had a had a, a bad problem with driving down the road and 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 he would just begin to veer off. I mean, you'd you'd just be you'd be riding with him. You'd be like, Paul, Paul, and he'd he oh, oh okay, all right, all right, and just uh, get back on the road. And before you knew it, you'd be almost in the ditch, and 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 you'd realize that there's some cow in the field over here that caught his attention, and he's looking at it. Then all of a sudden he's driving to it <laughs> and we're running off the road. Because where he put his eyes, he began going in that direction. We have to be careful each and every day where we set our eyes. The things that we look at, the things that we entertain, the things that we let into our life. It's something that I have to work on because, uh, again, medias are so prevalent and, and, and even things, and I'll, I'll just be transparent with you today, even things like Netflix and Hulu and, and the Internet that's in our homes, that, that if we aren't careful, we allow things into our, our lives. We allow things into our homes that we would never do ourselves. I, I don't plan ever to kill anybody. Especially any of you, I love you guys. Most of the time. <laughs> but we turn on the TV and we watch murder take place through, through, through cinema. 
we, we watch all of these things happen and we, we, think, we think, well, I would never do that, but we're placing our eyes upon those things. That, that's, a very, that's a very physical form of that. But even, even in the spiritual realm, we, we, we entertain things in our life and we, we place our spiritual eyes upon things and, and we begin to look at other options and other ways and other things that we could do. We begin to look at things that are not of God and His plan for our life. And, and, and we take our eyes off of the goal and off of the prize. And before we know it, we are headed towards whatever that thing is and veering off of the direction that God has planned for us to be on. Off of the path that God has set for us. Genesis 13, we are reminded why the direction that we are pointed is so, so very important. Abraham and Lot both lived comfortably in the land of Canaan and God blessed them both and eventually the land, they were blessed so much that the land would not hold both of these men. And we find where Abraham allows for Lot to choose where he wanted to go and Abraham said, I will go the other direction. Lot, you decide which way you want to direct yourself. You decide which way you want to go and I will go the other way. Lot looks out and decides to choose the plain of Jordan. Genesis 13 and 12, Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan and Lot dwelled in the city of the plain and pitched his tent toward Sodom. We find through, through study that financially this was, uh, th- this was a good move. By the world's standard, this was the way that Lot should have gone, that he made a great Decision that the land was well watered and that there were green pastures for his livestock and plenty of area for him to live and to even multiply. But there was one problem with this plain of Jordan it pointed Lot in the direction of Sodom. Verse 13 says, But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. And Lot chose the land that pointed him in the direction of this evil that was ahead of him. Lot is looking at the things of Sodom and and the prosperity and says, this can't be wrong, that that no, it doesn't quite line up with the things of God, but I'm I'm not going to let a little thing like that affect me from having everything that this world says that I should have. We've got to hold ourselves to a higher standard sometimes. There are things that this world says is necessary, that we need, that we have to have. But if it causes us to walk out of the will of God, if it causes us to position ourselves away from the things of God, away from the word of God, and towards evil, we've got to make sure that we are always pointed towards God. And mostly, again, again, we... We, we, we talk about how, how that there, it, it's hard for us to find what the will of God is. What is the place of God? What is the position that we should be in? Which way should I be pointed then? I think the thing that we can learn out of this is that as long as we are not pointed towards evil, as long as we are not pointing ourselves towards things of this world, that we will find ourselves being positioned in line with the word of God and the things that God wants us to do. That there's, there's a lesson 
to be learned here. That, that, that Lot had a decision to make. And, and instead of maybe going to a land that looked like it may take a little more work and a little more sacrifice, he went to a place that pointed him in the direction of evil and wicked and sin. This story sadly ends with Sodom being destroyed by fire from God and Lot being drunk and his daughters infected with the sin of the city and his wife who could never understand the importance of direction being turned into a pillar of salt. We find Lot in a cave. And I would say that he was maybe going through his mind back to the day where he decided to point himself in the direction of of sinful activity. Maybe he's looking over his life and saying, would I have done this differently? Hiding in a cave going, what is it that I could have done differently to not be where I am today? And realizing that, that the end of the road was not what he planned for it to be. But by positioning himself away from the things of God and towards evilness and towards wickedness and towards the things of the world, that it began to lead him down a path that took him to destruction. Maybe he was looking at himself and saying, what would life be like had I not pointed myself in that direction? There may be a way that seems right and seems perfect according to the world, but if it does not line up with the word, if it does not line up with the, with the preaching from your pastor, if it does not line up from the voice of God that you hear in prayer, you have no business even looking at it. I'm not talking about traveling towards it. I'm talking about there should be no reason that we should even look at those things or point ourselves towards it. It was not the end goal for Lot to, to end in destruction and his family torn apart and him in sin and his wife dead. But because he pointed himself in the direction of things that were not of God. He pointed himself towards wickedness. He found himself on the path that led to destruction. Every morning Lot got up. He pitched his tents towards Sodom, which means every day he got up and he walked out and the first thing he saw was the sin. The first thing he saw was not God, was not prayer, was not the word, was not the scripture, was not the law. The first thing that he saw whenever he got up and he stepped out of his tent was the sinful activity that was ahead of him. He was looking at Sodom. And the more that he looked at it, the more he placed his eyes on it, the more he pointed himself towards it, the more he became accustomed to it. We've got to be very careful in this day that we live in today that we don't become accustomed to the sinful things that are happening around us. It's very easy for us to hear, for us to hear over and over how certain things are okay, that it's acceptable, that the government finds it fine, that the people find it fine, that the majority of people find it fine, and for us to go, well, it must be okay then. But I'm here to tell you that if you, if it does not line up to the Word of God, if it does not line up in the book, if it does not line up according to the teachings that comes from your pastor and across this pulpit, it is not the direction that we should be traveling. Amen? Amen. Each and every day, 
we have to make a decision of how we are going to face life. If we're going to face life defeated or in victory, according to the word or according to the world. Even today in this service, as we have been sitting here and we've been in the presence of God and we've been singing and we've been rejoicing and lifting up his name, decisions have been made that point us towards victory or defeat. Whenever we feel that feeling deep down inside of us that says lift up your hands, begin to worship God and I will give you what you need. And whenever that feeling comes, we make a decision that says am I going to point myself towards victory or am I going to point myself towards defeat? defeat? Am I going to stand up and lift my hands or am I going to stay seated? Am I going to do what God has called me to do or am I just going to sit here and and go through the motions and then go home hurt again? We make these decisions each and every day. We may say, but I don't understand, Brother Lee, how God can fix my problem. Proverbs 3 tells us, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. You don't have to understand how it works or how God does it. But in all of your ways, acknowledge Him. And watch this, He will direct your path. He will put you on the path. If we will stop trying to understand it and stop trying to put it in the physical and stop trying to understand how coming to an altar can fix my marriage, you don't have to understand it. All that I'm telling you is that his ways are higher than our ways. His paths are straight. And if we'll stop leaning on our own understanding and we will acknowledge him, he will make our path straight and we will find him in the end. John 14 and 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. There are a lot of people that called themselves God that tried to say that they knew the way. But I'm telling you, Jesus said, I am the way. If you will follow me, if you'll place your eyes on me, and you'll begin to walk on my path, I am the way, the truth, and the life. My path doesn't lead to destruction, but my path will lead you to life life and life more abundantly. We've got to point ourselves in the direction that God has pointed us, uh, that God wants us to go and to never, ever look back. There should never be a point in time where we begin to turn around and say, well, whenever we were in the world or whenever we were doing this or whenever I was living this way, we should always have our eyes focused on the things of God and the word of God and walking on that path and never, ever looking back. Jesus said to himself that No one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Come on, Lot's wife, whenever she turned around and looked back towards the city, once she was turned in the right direction, was turned into a pillar of salt because what you have to understand is the way that you are facing is more important than anything else in your life. Whenever God has called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light, there should never be a day that we look back at darkness and say, whenever I was living there, things were better. Whenever I was living there, things were going differently. But we must understand at all times as we are on this path that we have got to keep walking. We've got to keep traveling. We've got to keep going on the path that God has called us to be on. Going back to Philippians 3, Paul says, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me. 
I've got to forget about all those things that I've turned my back on from the world and I've got to keep moving forward towards Christ. Forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal of the prize of the upward calling of God in Christ Jesus. Each and every day I'm going to keep walking. I'm going to keep going. Come on, it may get heavy. It may get hard. There may be times that I want to turn around and say, I'm going back, but I'm going to keep moving in the direction that God has called me to go because I know the end of this path is life and the end of that is destruction. In this dark, dark world that we live in, I'm coming to a close. If the musicians would come, in this dark, dark world that we live in, it's easy for us to get lost. But if we will turn to the word of God, David said, your word is a light to my feet and a lamp to my feet and a light on my path. When I can't find my way, whenever I don't know which way to turn, whenever I can't find which way I should be going, I can open up the word of God each and every day and it will illuminate the way that I should be going. Come on, not to hinder you, not to hurt you, but to help you to make sure that you are traveling on the right path each and every day. Come on, the word gives me a chance to get back on the path that God has called me to be on. There are some people, unfortunately, that feel like they have gone so far that they can't correct their position. I will admit that there was a time in my life where I felt like I had traveled so far away from the will of God that there's no way that I could get back onto the path and the position that he had called me to be in. A lot of my path was not sinful activity, but it was just doing things that, and, and, and living a career that I knew that I was not called of God to do. And I didn't know how I would make it back to the path that God had for me. But the grace of God, it's so great that no matter what we've done, no matter where we've gone, no matter what path we have traveled, that we can find ourselves back in the place where God would have us. That we can find ourselves turning around and saying, God, I want to be on your path. I want to walk the way that you have called me to walk. Will you show me again where my eyes should be set? Will you allow me to see where I should be going? And we can get back on that path each and every day. With the grace of God, there is always an opportunity to correct your path. It's like one of those cool emergency turnarounds that you see on the interstate. You're not supposed to use unless you're an emergency vehicle, but sometimes I do anyways. You get going the wrong direction, and you say, I know the next day it's five, six miles up the road, but right here is a quick turnaround. I'm telling you, the grace of God is a quick turnaround. It's a place where you don't have to wait a long time, but you can, you can set your eyes on the direction you should be going, and you can turn around quickly and begin going back in the direction that God wants you to be in. Stand with me this morning. There's always room, there's always room in the kingdom of God for repentance.
Repentance should not be an excuse to sin. But if you have found yourself walking on a path that you should not be on, repentance is there. Repentance. There's always room for repentance on the roadway of life. The people that Peter preached his first salvation message to, whenever he said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. They realized that they were on the wrong path. As he's preaching this message of Jesus, they realize that they have done something that they shouldn't have and that they are going down the wrong path. And they ask this question, what shall we do? And Peter says, the first thing, repent. Repentance is not just saying I'm sorry or an apology to God for going the wrong way. Whenever I was driving that church van with those kids, I could have called the parents and said, I'm so sorry for driving the wrong direction. You can meet us in Branson. That's not repentance. That's saying I'm sorry for doing it. But repentance was the moment that I took the exit, I turned around, and I started going back the other direction. Repentance, to repent, is an about face. It's to change your direction. As these people that Peter was preaching to realized that they were going down the wrong path, he said, repent. Turn around. Go the other way. Pick a new direction according to the word of God. In the story of the prodigal, we find where this, this young man made a bad decision. And he began to walk a path. He set his eyes on some things of the world. And he began to walk a path that was not of God. That was taking him to a place that God did not want him to be. And that the Father did not want him to be. And as he traveled that path, he got further and further and further and further and further away from the Father. But what's awesome is that there was a day that came where he made a decision. A decision that we can all make each and every day to turn around. It's that simple. He's walking away from the Father. And he just has to turn around and walk back. Just to change is to his direction. And the great thing is the Bible says that the Father was waiting for him. And that whenever he saw him coming up that path, that the Father ran to him, took him into his arms, and accepted him back into the house, not as a servant, but as a family member, as the son that he was. And, and, and we we talk about the, the greatness of, of the father waiting on him and the father accepting him and running to him and, 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 and the killing of the fatty calf and all these things that happened and placing the ring on his hand and all this stuff that happened. We talk about all of that. But the focus, I think, should be on the turning of the son. Because if it wasn't for his decision to change his path and to walk back to the house and to walk back to the Father and to walk back to the place that he should be, the Father would get up every day and would step out on the porch and would watch for his son that would never return because he made the decision not to turn around and walk back to the house. We have to make that decision. God is waiting for each and every one of us every day to make the decision to walk to him, to come back to him, to, make, to, to, to choose the right path, to go the way that God would have us to go. But we have to make the decision to walk 
on that path. We have to make the decision to turn around from the things that we have put our eyes upon and to say, I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to live with the Father. I'm ready to go the place that He wants me to go. I'm ready to set my eyes on the prize that has been set before me through Christ Jesus. This morning, I want to give you the opportunity. And I'm not saying that you're in sin. I'm not saying that anyone here is backslidden. I'm not saying that anyone here is lost. What I'm saying is that there is an opportunity for us today to make sure we are on the right path. I need this in my life as well. It's not like I'm pointing fingers at you guys and saying, you guys are awful, you need to come. No, 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 no. We have to make sure every day that we're on the right path. It's so easy to get distracted by the things of this world and be pointed in a direction that will lead to to destruction in the end that we don't even realize. And we have to make sure that we are on the path that God has called us to be on. To find a place to turn around and to walk in the direction that God wants us to be on. What I want us to do right now is to lift our hands. Come on and to pray to God. Lord, help us. Lord, help us today. Lord, to walk on your path. Lord, help us today.